0: Welcome to another episode of This on That, a show where we take people we like talking about stuff they like. I am, as always, Mike Slary.
1: I am, for the first time, Chad Foglund.
0: Where were you the last time? I forget.
1: Chad Foglund. Ah. The emphasis changes. It's very slight, but you can tell if wait, you have a that, good ear. Say that word again? It's very slight. Ah, slight.
0: Um, Well, as smooth as the way you said that, our guest today is...
1: Reverend Talltree. Yeah, he's probably like the smoothest guy we've had on this show. Yeah, and he's talking about a very smooth liquid and a very smooth type of thing to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, he's way cooler than the two of us combined. Would you? Is that accurate?
1: Yes, <laughs> at least by three thirds. By three?
0: Oh, at least by three thirds.
1: <laughs> yep, that's one hundred percent. I, I, I got it. that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: but and, he's talking about music and wine.
0: Yeah, um, and they the way that they come together and. and work in harmony mm-hmm. huh yeah yeah uh, and so they, they, they i don't know he's just for those of you who don't know he is a musician mm-hmm. he's not a he's not a preacher man at least i don't think so and uh he had an album come out and he will talk about it on the show but um really really good stuff it feels like old like blues music i i, I highly recommend after you listen to this and you go wow that guy was really cool really intelligent Um, I want to hang out with him. Uh, Just go to iTunes and download his album. Uh, It's really worth it.
1: And I highly recommend to myself, if you're listening to this again, to remember that he invited you to come see a show, and you should go see it, me.
0: (laughs) And then um, I also want to recommend that maybe you drink some wine with this episode. It might be appropriate.
1: I think it would be perfect.
0: All right. So with that, let's get into talking about wine and music.
1: With the Reverend Tall Tree. That was a wine bottle opening.
0: That wasn't your mouth, right? That was actually one a wine bottle, right? You brought that for the show.
1: Sorry, I'm drinking. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> it, I, I didn't really. Like... It came out a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah, he's a big fan. I think he. Yeah, I forget what he. It was about their whole like
0: roots and all that stuff. I forget yeah. the name of it so do i <laughs> <laughs> i well, see
2: him once in a while around town Rappaport. yeah yeah i live over near L- larchmont and he's always oh, there usually i see him at the grocery store and just hanging around <laughs> yeah but that
0: was his there. i think that was his first directing thing as he did a documentary mm. on a, t- a tribe called mm. quest
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool yeah that was my high school uh uh theme song uh, or theme a album. Out, a buggin' out, buggin' out. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight Marauders? or mid, mid, Midnight Marauders. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I, I love that album. Yeah. And De La Soul, another great one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, Reverend, we are here to talk about wine and music. Two yeah. things that I know is basically your life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yeah.
0: Um, Do you want to – I mean, the way we always start off is we always want to know – what fascinates you most about the similarities of wine and music? Uh, like that you chose the topic, it's mm-hmm. something you're definitely interested in. Uh, there's got to be something uh, that really draws you to it. So, what is that?
2: Well, I think it's it's um, it's for me. It's it, I make both of them. So, uh, for me, it's just the creative process of of music and wine. I think there's a lot of similarities uh, <clears throat> with both music and wine. There's a lot of trust involved. Uh, a lot, not a lot of other factors like uh, what kind of stage you're on, what kind of resources you have, uh, what's happening naturally, um, what you've done to, to, uh, to, to, kind of manipulate the the moment. If I imagine anything
1: a, amount of time and commitment to right. like each one like because you got it was like, definitely something nurture and right. care
2: yeah nurture and care and, and how long you've been doing it and how much you you really trust the process and I think for the consumer um, some of the similarities are you know it's, it's an af- they're both affordable luxuries you yeah. know they're both things that you can get and you can go to the store and get and you can be moved by it or, or have it you know alter your state. Uh, At any time and and they're both for 10 bucks. You can get a bottle of wine and for 10 bucks You can get a good album and sit and and jam to it and for 20. You can do both. That's right (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: And there's also I think like the variations of either simplicity or complexity that plays into each very I mean specifically
2: and they both get better with time, right? That's that's right. Well, that's right. And and both are rewarded to the fact that, you know, it's like if you like a bottle of wine or like an album, you're going to spread the word. You're going to go back to that album again. You're going to go back to that particular wine bottle that reminds you of that place and time. And I think that's another thing that they both, they both uh, uh, encourage like these memories that ha- that happen. You know, a song will remind you of a a place and time, and so will a, a glass or a bottle of wine. And so, a lot of people want to relive that that those moments. So they go back to yeah. that the, those particular vintages or songs or albums.
0: So, and I don't know about you, Chad, my, I'm more knowledgeable in the music space than I am in the wine space, mm-hmm. and I know that, that music involves a lot of personality and soul into it, um, and I, I assume, uh, naively, as um, uh, our mutual friend will probably yell at me, you know, I'll be naive, uh, how does personality play its way into wine?
2: Well, you know, I think it, it starts with what uh, varietal you choose. Um, like for me, for instance, my business partner and I chose Syrah. Um, and we chose Syrah because it's a little bit of an underdog. Um, it's, uh, it's known as kind of this noble grape, this Rhone grape that, uh, that's kind of big, bold black and complex and so I like to say that I'm describing myself when I describe the wine (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah so that's that's why we chose that wine and and I think that in anything it it starts with you know like choosing a song to write or starting to write a song you want to figure out something that that uh, you can build on and so the grape is something and then and then you know everything from where you're growing the grape to how old the vines are to what the the soil is like, um, and on to when you pick the grape during harvest, um, depending on how ripe the grape is. Um, going into what kind of barrels you use, and then how long you leave the wines in barrels. Yeah. And depending on how long you leave the wine in the barrel, the barrel the wine will soak uh, will will uh, will will have the characteristics of the barrel and then you know and then it goes into bottling and i think uh personality wise for bottling um uh it's uh you know you could choose different kinds of bottles different kinds of capsules which will of course show different personality we like a bottle with a big uh, punt on the bottom it's kind of like you can you can put your thumb right up there and um and then uh then everything to the label uh, we have an old '50s uh, Panasonic uh, tube radio on our on our oh, label. Oh, nice! Yeah, and it's a it's a radio that I've had in the family for a long time. Now, do you have an actual
1: cork, or is it the screwed? Because we have
2: a cork, yeah, and that good. and that's another thing. Yeah. You know, I, I mean... don't.
1: Uh, there's something about me. Whenever I I I am very naive when it comes to wine. I'll admit. Yeah. But like, if I buy a bottle of wine for some reason, like just I steer away from the screw top just
2: because it, it doesn't seem... There's a cheapness to it. Yeah, it feels like a, like a 40 or something. It's like not as sexy, for yeah, sure. I'll tell you a funny story. I was in the line last night at Pavilions, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I you know, picked up some food, and I said, you know, I really want some Chardonnay because it's so hot outside. My place doesn't have air conditioning, mm-hmm. so I, I would love a glass of wine, but I'm not going to drink a glass of red wine right now. Mm-hmm. So I get this bottle. I recognize the bottle. Um, and I walk up to, and I'm in this long line in the in the in the pavilions. There's like two registers open, and I'm almost to the front of the line. And I look down, and it's a screw top. And I think, you know, I can't get out of this line right now, <laughs> but I want to. I want to. I want to go back and find a, a bottle yeah. with a cork. Because- the same wine, but. I came all the way to the store. I want to go home and I want to open yeah. it. I want to pull that cork. Some satisfying about that. Yeah. No way too though. Right, like, right, just... And it's kind of like the difference between you know, I don't know. I, I'd make the comparison like vinyl and and uh, digital. Yeah. You know, it's like there's there's vinyl is there's you, you get the record out and you pull it out and the lyrics are there and the the artwork's there and everything and there's a whole tradition. Whereas digital, need. you know, you go like this, and you turn your phone on, and you press play. and yeah. that's it.
0: No, I, I definitely, I definitely get that. Like I. I've heard a lot of people say like you know you, there's it's a, nearly impossible to know everything about wine you really got to pick a specific right. thing and really start getting into right. it and the same thing goes with any other alcohol kind of thing yeah. so for me, what I've started experiencing is whiskey and I've been like trying to get around whiskey and I right. feel it's the very the same thing with the versus a cork mm-hmm. the uh, there's a lot that goes into how it's packaged mm-hmm. that ex- equates to the experience
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and and whiskey rye corn, uh, potato yeah. like you know there's so many different kinds. I'm not no I know don't it's, know that much about whiskey. Well,
0: alcohol in general, it's just there's a uh, lot of uh, ways it's made.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's another similarity we were talking about earlier is that you know it, it's this limitless, you know this limitless expression like making wine and making music. It's like there's so much you can do. There's, there's so many ways that haven't yet been discovered so many clones that that can be you know done and there's probably something made. that
0: could be discovered that we haven't even thought yet right. it's gonna come, at a, yeah. come to us in the future
1: right yeah. so aren't they even like I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm just maybe I dream there's something but aren't they using like aren't they like doing an age whiskey barrel but putting like different alcohol in it and then like i know they're they do that with some beers like they'll age beer in a right. whiskey barrel or something like right
2: or like i just a bought a barrel. I just bought a whiskey yeah, that yeah. was
0: in guinness barrels uh-huh
2: yeah yeah that makes sense yeah at a lot of bars you go to these days they have little tiny barrels up on yeah. the up on the rafters and they'll have their whiskey in there and this place uh sassafras in hollywood i love sassafras play. yeah we play there a lot and uh Uh, they actually do that. They age their whiskey and do their own blend and that kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. that's really cool. Um,
0: So, yeah, I mean, like, going a little bit back to music, uh, there seems to be an idea that um, I think it was what we were going about before is that there is so much you can really do with it, and there's so many uh, sides to it. Uh where did your love of music really start with cuz like I think there's always like a a, be- a a beginning to all this stuff that really ex- escalates to where we get.
2: Right. Well, I think for me uh, it was always just a way of pure expression. You know, um I started out in in church when I was a kid and uh and I think you know looking back you know going through you know grade school and junior high and high school i was I was always a little different you know i can't come from a very diverse background um uh i was always really tall um i never really quite fit in uh for a lot of a lot of reasons and and i think music has always been the 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 way that i felt i could ex- express myself in the purest way, in the purest, uh, the the purest form of expression for me, and you know, my parents saw that I was I gravitated naturally towards music, uh, and they really embraced that and, and did what they could to uh, to make sure I could, you know, join uh, after school programs and in the community and do do different uh, productions, theater productions in the community. Uh, they'd drive me anywhere if they could to make sure that i could I could express myself and so unlike unlike a lot of kids, I really had you know that blessing that my my folks were really they felt like that was valuable that the the expression part of it they weren't like you know no mathematics and, yeah. and you know they were science and they they said you know if music moves you, you know this is what you should you should concentrate on right. and and see if you know See if it moves into something else, but if it doesn't, just do that Chad, I mean, do you
0: play uh, any instruments
2: uh no i <laughs> i um i um
1: played saxophone in middle school but I
0: played saxophone in the fourth
1: grade but boy. i uh <laughs> it hurt my teeth because you have to bite down on the reed yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and uh and I had really sensitive teeth and I had like braces, so mm. i um faked it for three years <laughs> and my parents would always go why are you always the last chair in band it's because like i would just in practice i would just kind of be like uh-huh. like not really doing right, anything right. and then when we'd have to you know we'd have the comment the band teacher would have one on ones to hear us play mm-hmm. and then you'd hear me play for real yeah <gasps> you're, like, oh, you're in the back you're like right, right. <laughs> in the back
2: you weren't doing charlie parker solos or no no no
1: enough yeah, like that right. i did take piano lessons as a kid and i still can play the piano a little bit and i I really wish I had a piano. Like I would like to kind of pick that up again. Yeah. yeah but yeah. um that's really the only thing. I've yeah. never been good with rhythm. Like if I was sat at a drum set, I wouldn't I can't move my hands and feet independently of each other. They almost have to do like be uh, doing the same uh-huh. thing. <laughs> it's very
2: well it definitely takes practice. Yeah, you know, yeah for and, sure. But it's with kids, you know, it's if, 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 if it moves you, you can really see it in kids. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I, I went down to I was down in Watts. Um, doing a, and I went to a, a elementary school and worked with some kids in an after-school program. And the most amazing thing happened. <laughs> it was John Lennon's birthday yesterday, 75th yeah. birthday. And so, uh, you know, we're talking about John Lennon a little bit with the kids, and there's these, like, 8- to 10-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And you mention the Beatles, and they all go, yeah, I know who the Beatles are. And they're 8- to 10-year-old kids in Watts. And you're yeah. thinking, wow, this is amazing. But taking it one step further, uh, I started playing. I said, okay, well, I'm going to play a a song that John Lennon wrote. And I started playing Don't Let Me Down. Mm -hmm. And so I I did the first Don't Let Me Down. And then all these 8 to 10-year-olds... Knew exactly what to do, and they all chimed in, and they all said, "Don't let me down," wow. and it it just put chills down my my whole body, wow. and I and it it brought me back to remembering, you know, this is what it is when when music is so powerful that when you're a kid, it's like this this thing that just kind of makes sense, yeah, and it's this this way of communicating that makes sense, and it also reminded me that. John Lennon uh, did what we all want to do is music with music and he created peace and it's it's still going and you know he, he got assassinated at 40 but and that was 35 years ago and he's his music is still moving eight to ten year olds yeah. um, and in and, and uh, in cities all around the the world you know it's pretty amazing it
0: was to speak on that a bit uh, I ten years old nine years old I think that was when I was introduced to the Beatles mm-hmm. and I I had a music teacher in middle school and they like would go through different eras of music and there was like a whole like two weeks spent on the Beatles and it like just that that was like what clicked with me to be like I like music Uh like before that it was like whatever's on the radio or whatever and and but at that point I was like ooh that, that there's something there, and you can really with those little moments, yeah. they really do uh, twist your personality. Yeah, as I as I imagine, a good glass of wine does as well.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. But we didn't get into that at the at the at the kids' school. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what you're
0: what you mean to tell me is when you were when you were uh, young growing up, you weren't exposed
2: to wine, and I wasn't church. You know, that was my favorite. You know, one was... of my favorite parts of the service, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> You know, getting getting to do com- communion and and having a little sip of wine.
1: It's it's amazing how music can like, like you can hear a song and having be having a moment like an emotional moment something, and then when you hear that song again, like if it comes on the radio or just plays somewhere, mm-hmm. like it takes you back there. Yeah. Like um, this this is a silly story, but it's it's true. Worth it. It's worth it. When mm-hmm. I was in college, I was with this girl, and um, uh, there's always something. You know, it's a song. There's always something there to remind me. Mm-hmm. Like that song came out on the radio, and she's like, "Oh, I got I hate this song because it reminds me of when my cat died when I was like 12 years old." <laughs> right. And I had to. We listened to the song as we taken it to the vet to get it put down. And now, whenever I hear that song, it reminds <laughs> me of that story. Of right. that, it's like it's like I can't like right so, and it's so, funny that it's this it's there's always something that reminds me it's that like, really uh,
0: positive song just reminds you of cat euthanasia well it reminds me it reminds me of the girlfriend
1: i had in college because of her memory it's very it's funny how it's like it's uh
0: it's crazy no i yeah. get that there's yeah. so many songs that like if i hear it on the radio from back in the day they remind me of specific people mm. and like there may be someone i haven't spoken to in forever and i'll go on their facebook and i'll uh, write a, like a little message or something. Be like, "Hey, what's up?" Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "And then they're like, what do you want?"
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny. I mean, those will spark different things in your body too. Yeah. Like the song "Almost Paradise." You remember that song? Yeah. Almost Paradise. <laughs> that song always makes me have to pee. I always have to go to the <laughs> because I I did a duet with this girl when I was ten years old singing "Almost Paradise," and we were in the this competition. And we did, you know, uh, we went through the the different levels of the competition. We were at the finals in the competition, Mm -hmm. right? And it was a big, huge deal. You get a ribbon or something at the end. And, uh, And I had to go to the bathroom and it was right before they called us and i knew i didn't have time so every time i hear that song <laughs> it's like, i start squirming <laughs> in my chair it makes me a little uncomfortable
1: <laughs> oh it's it's like it's like I've, i think i've heard several comedians say like you know whenever they hear kenny g it reminds them of the dentist's office or like <laughs> you know, there's just so much like uh, yeah i mean it's uh, just funny how uh, music can take you there but then there's also like music like i'll uh, like I'll, I'll never forget like this is so stupid. this is another stupid story but like Rob Rob Zombies uh more human than human. <laughs> oh man. That song, wow. uh I was dating a girl in co- another girl in college, and for some reason like she'd love to make out to that song and now like <laughs> Oh man. I, that's that was that's a very hard song to be like have an intimate moment with somebody with <laughs> like right. you're just like but that was I can only imagine where she is in her life now but yeah, you look
2: like you're getting a little flush
0: <laughs> <Iowa but. Spirit. laughs> oh, it's okay she was an
2: extra in the devil's reject yeah. ah, there, <laughs> we go. there we go but yeah it's amazing and you know my wife and i we we have a, a wine that we drink on every anniversary um and it's the wine we had on our first date yeah. and opening the bottle and taking that first sip it just it takes you back there and, and it's it's really amazing how it does that
0: so, I know that, like, there's wines that get paired with different, like, foods or cheeses or other stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, have you ever done, like, this wine for this music?
2: Well, yeah, you know, I, I was actually, you know, thinking about starting some kind of blog about that well, years ago with, with a friend of mine, and unfortunately he passed away, but so I never really finished it, but... um you know, I, I the, yeah, there are. The, the, you know, like I think when I think of country music, I kind of think of, you know, Zinfandel and White Zinfandel and that kind of thing. When I think of soul music, I actually think of Syrah, You know, because it's it's like big and bold and you know, and that's kind of soul and blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's deep. Yeah, yeah, and classic rock. Uh, you know, I think that. Uh, Probably, uh, uh, I'd probably go with uh, some kind of. I'd probably actually go with Cabernet Sauvignon. With wow!
0: So we, we, you know, what yeah. it's like? You're, you should become like the music psalm. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Have you ever heard of Drinkify? No. Around the time Spotify came out, there was this website. and I don't know if it's still up. Uh, If it is, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, Someone showed it to me in college, and basically what it was is pick a song or a band from your iTunes or something and write it in, and it will give you... A alcohol, a cocktail, a wine, right? uh, To that pair with it, yeah. Uh, It was, but it was a website. I don't think there were that many like options, but it might have expanded. But like, I know like there were funny things. Like if you listen to the Smiths, it was like straighten. Wow. And like, yeah, yeah, there was other stuff like that. Um, But we always we found it funny. Like so, sometimes we would be listening to music. We'd be like, someone go on Drinkify and let's see Mm -hmm. if we have what's around to to. Uh, to make something, or like I think nope. like there was some country music stuff. It's like a Bud Light, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like right, right. You know. I've
1: never I've never thought of that before. But that's a really that's a that's a cool idea. And like. Hearing you say that, like, it makes sense, like, every, all your choices. I was like, that, yeah, that's what you would drink when you listen to the music.
2: Yeah, and then you could take it one step further and, and actually recommend specific vintages yeah. and, you know, like classic rock. For you def- specific songs. Right, or specific for specific songs. For artists. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, you listen to Led Zeppelin 2 you're definitely going to want uh, a Cabernet that's uh, under the age of, of 20-something, you know. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> get very specific, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: So. Guys, I think we're mulling over the idea of a restaurant uh-huh. where, yeah. the song changes and everybody gets a different wine right. that comes in. Yeah, I think or this will just start,
1: work. Like you have a night where it's like it, tonight we're list we're gonna listen to such a music, so we're, every, all our meals are paired with, red, you know, red wine and the meat or whatever. Like it's right. like it's it's. Specific to what it is, like oh, we should right. Go. So there's no
0: fish. There. Yeah, so right. you, be... Honey,
1: we should go on Wednesday because you know that's when they're having the rhythm and blues night, and I want to. Yeah. yeah. And well, then
0: Friday's the Elvis Costello night, yeah. and that's all over the place. Right.
2: <laughs> like I'm, I'm imagining like a pop up restaurant, right? And you you have a crate of records. I, I have. I'm yeah. A, I'm a vinyl freak. right? Oh yeah, me too. And so you pick certain records for the night, and then each each person that walks in gets to pick a record for their table. Oh. and then you spin that record and whatever record is, is playing you have a different a different course and different wine to pair with with that record and then once that record's done you move on to another record and so Depending on how many records you want to stay for is how how much yeah. you're gonna pay at the end of the night. That's yeah. nice. like the menu would almost not be food; it'd just be like albums. You right. can a- right, albums and appetizers. Yeah, <laughs> albums, al- albums and appetizers. <laughs> yeah, hey. <There> you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, let's do it. Business partners, yes. great. Done. Did it. Perfect. We, we need to call a friend about that one. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I have an
1: interesting question for you. Um. Uh, influencing music, like uh, I think that we all have like a uh, uh, music that we might be a little embarrassed to admit that we listened to like in our early years. Like I know for me, like I, I, uh, I was really into like like this really garage punky yeah. ska crap that was for a while. Me I too. I, yeah. I have no shame.
0: I like that music. Yeah, me too. But I yeah. but
1: I know that it's uh you know like and like I can remember the lyrics to some of these crazy songs and I. They're just bonkers. But I was just wondering, well, is there Before you anything... get into that
0: question, isn't yeah. it the best, though, when that one of those songs comes on the radio, and you haven't thought about it for, like, ten right. years, right. and you're like, I know all the words right. to right. this yeah. song. Right. Oh, I'm right. talking
1: about stuff that will never make radio play. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff I listened to was like, local people who you know did it for a year and then like now yeah. they're accountants somewhere it's yeah. like but i can remember their horrible lyrics uh but okay
0: i interrupted you what's yeah.
1: your question oh but i was yeah i was just curious is there any like music that you almost you feel like a little embarrassed but like you do appreciate it like if you you might put it on every now and then or something well you know
2: i think you know I, you know with the reverend taltry band we play blues yeah and you know there's a lot of like serious blues that you talk about, you know, like Lightning Hopkins and yeah. Muddy Waters and you know, all these great, great blues acts. But uh, one thing that I don't mention in shows that really influenced me blues-wise, really young, was the Stray Cats. Uh- <laughs> And I loved that built for speed record. I had yeah. it on vinyl. I had it on cassette. And I, I knew every lyric to every song. And in particular, it's, partic- fu- it's in, fun. It's so fun. And in, in particular, the song Stray Cat Strut Yeah, was the silliest, funniest song. And I loved it. And I'd, I'd actually try to emulate and write songs based on that's kind of how I learned the blues a little, you know. Wow. Yeah. And, uh,. And I, but but I I don't mention that because it's not really no it's you much, know uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins and uh, yeah. and, uh <laughs> Muddy Waters and stray cats yeah. and, uh, but but you know Did I you think those, stray those, cats yeah <laughs> those guys are great musicians and you know I I just I, I think you know and Brian Setzer is still out there doing yeah that
1: and, well it's, it's yeah. crazy it's it's funny because I similar I mean I'm not a musician but like uh, I remember um, Weird Al Yankovic's off the deep end. Coming out and like listening to that and like knowing like going uh-huh. like oh I love all these songs and uh-huh. then realize at some point realizing like, oh this is based off of and then like getting into Nirvana uh-huh. through that mm-hmm. which is like a weird yeah. thing to be like yeah like be like I was in, I I started listening to Nirvana because of Weird Al Yankovic yeah. yeah like it's it's funny how like you can the the road you'll take musically right. to where you find
2: what right you like. and I think I started listening to like reggae and ska. Uh, from listening to Men at Work when oh, I was yeah. a kid, I <laughs> loved I loved Men at Work, you know, Cargo and all yeah. those great albums. Uh, but yeah, I think that got me into when I was in high school. Got me into you know, kind of you know Prince Buster mm-hmm. and and early Marley and yeah. you know, all the great you know great great ska stuff and and local ska Skeletons yeah. and. All the really cool, well, the, cool stuff around here. Yeah, yeah,
0: that happened to me in high school. There was a local ska like I'm not gonna call it a movement, but there was just a lot of local ska bands, yeah. and they would always do these like festivals, and mm-hmm. we'd all go in high school. But mm-hmm. I, I think about like the map of my uh, music education. I'll call it mm-hmm. um, went from the Beatles to introducing me to classic rock. So I was really into like the Eagles. Mm. Uh, I really got into like. Like your quintessential like ste- like Steppenwolf like yeah. stuff like oh, that, sure, sure. and then after a while, I was like, I I I got my second wave, which was I found the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh-huh. and Red Hot Chili Peppers was like, oh, this is now this is what music is, mm-hmm. and and I I really I'd known songs, I just really hadn't listened to like full albums, hardcore. Yeah. Um, even especially their older stuff, and then I think like I think back like I have all those old songs, all those old classic rocks, mm-hmm. on my on my uh, uh, iPod, like my AC/DC yeah. and. Uh, Led Zeppelin and all that stuff and I barely listen to it anymore yeah. because that's my I'm in my like now I'm really in my, like my fifth wave mm-hmm. but uh, do you feel like with wine and coming through it, there's a similar thing like when you start out there's this and it's like oh I'm not I barely will touch that now and now I'm into this and
2: yeah yeah you know and I and I, I, I do I do I, I I would agree with that and I think that certain certain wines and, and depending on where you are and, and growing and your just your overall palate I think uh as it changes like you'll be into different things like I've always loved to drink you know mostly red wine and lately I've been getting really into more white varietals just as for drinking and the complexities and I kind of feel like it's a a little bit of a, a more complex world in, in white wines. I may be wrong about that, but um, but I feel like it's one thing leads to another. I think I think that definitely red white is a gateway to <laughs> to white wine <laughs> and, and vice versa. But I think you know, like like music, it it um, one thing does lead to lead, lead to another, and I think that eventually, I mean, hey, the reason I even into making wine with with my friend and I consider myself definitely a, a student of my business partners in the wine world because you know they they've been doing it forever um, how'd you get into it I got into it just from the love of wine I, uh-huh. I, I have a few friends up in Napa and uh, I, I uh, started getting invited up there and and they'd always say hey throw your guitar in the in the truck and drive up and and uh, through friendship and music and uh, kind of just being at the right place at the right time, I got hooked up with some, some great people and a great business partner who's one of my best friends. Um, and, uh, and we just we started doing it about 10 years ago. And, you know, we, we still only make about 300, 400 cases a year um but we have it in a lot of our favorite restaurants now Oh that's great. Yeah.
1: what's what's the name of it and where it's, can we ah, try it? Right. like I'd I'd like to
2: try it. Again. Well, it's called Led Better. Led Better. L E D B E T T E R and it's uh com, and uh you can get it on our website. Oh nice. And uh you can also get it at, you know, places around Hollywood if you're in if in your any of your listeners are in Hollywood. Like Boa Steakhouse, Oh yeah, uh, Capo, the Brentwood, uh, a lot of great restaurants. Yeah, awesome. and it's a, it's a beautiful Syrah, and it's a,
1: yeah, I definitely want to try. it.
2: Yeah, big, black, bold, and complex. <laughs> I haven't
0: <laughs> I haven't been in California that long, so I I know wine is a huge thing for California specifically. Uh-huh. Um, is it really is like your wine just like local california or does it go anywhere else like
2: well it's it gets a little tricky with the licenses so right, right. now we can only ship uh in California, but we're working on uh each each state has like different uh hoops you have to right. kind of jump through so uh right now we're we're shipping to california um and uh and yeah and so we're we're working on getting getting it to the rest I mean there's always once you buy it, then it's up to the consumer right. how they, where they take it and how they take yeah. it, and it's not really uh, up to us. <laughs> but um, so, you know, we definitely don't encourage that, but, you know, sometimes it happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Music's not as uh, restrictive. You can play that anywhere, like well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, but you know, at the same time, you know, music's gone through this 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 thing, you know, historically, where you know, like you know, jazz and blues and you know, secular versus non secular. Yeah. It's it's been it's gone through this thing where there were th- th- there were certain places you could play it and certain places you couldn't play certain things, and I think now it's just really you know to a place where it's just it's just really open. And hey, going back to what you were saying about the albums, you know, I, I listen to albums and I encourage your listeners to sit down and breathe and shut your phone off and listen to albums. Oh, yeah. Because, no, I, it's, you know, it's, it's an experience.
0: I remember I got yeah. for Christmas. I'll say five, six years ago. Yeah. I got. Uh, I was like, I want a record player. I want one. Yeah. I want to start getting into vinyl. Yeah. And what was great is, and I from all because I buy record players for friends sometimes yeah. for like presents. Mm-hmm. So everybody's parents has a ton of vinyl. Right, right. Um yeah. And so you get into like listening to all that, and it's like I can see where my folks grew up with, but right. also like right. now you're of an immediate collection full yeah. of like original vinyls from that are yeah. old. Like some of them are really warped; like mm-hmm. they they really don't play well. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I mean,
1: I've got a lot of my parents' albums, and whenever I make dinner, like I'll just recently I was making like just spaghetti and meatballs, and uh-huh. but my uh, the my my uh, record plays right there. I was listening to like Pet Sounds just as oh, I was making man. spaghetti and meatballs, and yeah. it's so great. And then the one day like. Recently, I mentioned on one of these podcasts I was making uh, banana bread, and during that whole time I was making banana bread, I was listening to uh, an old Madness album, and it was just oh, like nice, it's just nice. it just fits like <laughs> you, you know.
0: And there's something about that, even though me, I don't know if it's the qual the quality was wavered at all, but there's the sound of it coming through the needle and coming right. through the speakers that just sounds so much more alive than yeah. it does. Uh, it from a from a speaker Bluetooth box, right. and I I know friends that what they have on their vinyls is when they buy a vinyl, what they'll do is it records them playing their vinyls and lets them put it on their
2: iPod. Oh, right. So right. that way, yeah. it's
0: playing like it feels like on a record
2: player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah, I think I think really getting a chance to to uh, to, to to realize what the artist's vision might have been listening to side a and side b you know and just the concept of side a and oh, side oh right b. you
0: had to f- mm-hmm. actual and the thing mm-hmm. was over you had to get up and you still do and literally lift up the the top right. lift, flip well, it over put there's the there's uh back.
1: tom petty's full moon fever if you get the cd of that like in the middle of that cd all of a sudden you just hear like a break and you hear tom Petty just go in uh in accordance to like or like, uh, and uh, to help you, guys, to our CD listeners better understand our vinyl listeners, we're going to take a moment while they flip over the record, and right. then, Like, and the CD is just playing. Like, I, I, I remember,
2: remember he l- listening to that, going like, "What? what, what? Yeah, well,
0: like, I remember oh, back right. in the '90s when you had cassette tapes, and oh, yeah. like, you'd be yeah. driving in the car, you had to eject the cassette tape and flip it over.
2: Man, they're back! I, I have this, I have this old. They're back. Yeah, they're back. People are making cassette tapes mm-hmm. and and selling them. I have a, a, a old truck that I've had forever that I don't know why I keep it. I think <laughs> every time I move, I, I use it, but uh, but it still has a cassette uh, deck in it, and I use it. I I have all my old tapes, and I put it in, and it's just nice. it's it's tape. You're listening to tape. No, I know that know? was the <laughs> first. That was
0: the first method of listening to music I had was yeah. cassette tapes. Yeah, like, yeah I, 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 I had those before I had CDs. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I know all all the cars growing up I had had a cassette tape player. I yeah. like, oh, yeah. actually I w- I was back home recently and my um my, uh my dad like we still have my old my grandmother's old like Monte Carlo just this big car and uh-huh. it's got the uh 8 track 8 track yeah uh-huh. and I I just just drive that thing around. It's so fun to drive around but like I just had all these old 8 tracks of, so, like the doors and just like right. popping them in there listen to that as it drove around in the thing. It was right. great. And,
2: uh, you know there I think there was a time probably it only lasted for 6 months. Uh, People older than us could probably tell us more about it, but I think they tried to put record players yeah, in. I think they did. Oh, I, for, I, I for can a almost
0: say 100% they tried doing yeah, that. Yeah,
2: and I think you put it in, like, you know, sideways, and yeah. they had some kind of way to stabilize it and – yeah, so you could. i actually... seen. I thought I saw a
0: picture once of you know like how there's like the middle like console area. They tried putting something like in there that right. like leaned a little bit back. Right. So it'd be here. Yeah. I say here, like people listening can see me. It'd be like at your side at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. But... And, when,
2: and and these you know some of the old if you go into thrift stores, some of these old record player consoles that have you know the black and white TV and have the record player on top mm-hmm. and a, a little bar area. It's like. You realize that records have really been a part of of like like a lifestyle for oh, people. Oh yeah. Well, it's the long. long
0: time. I think it's definitely the longest way people had to listen to music versus I and mean, not including live. Yeah. Um, but there's this whole oh, and what fascinates me because I know I've never actually seen one those like little booths where you can record your own little like record thing oh, and yeah. like you you push oh, the yeah. button and you get like thirty seconds of a vinyl right like I've always wanted to do that yeah. like I remember what is it in the, the movie The King's Speech like he's like here's what you sound like and he makes him a record right. and I'm like I was like I was like there's no way they could do that and then yeah. I like looked it up I was like people could just do this right uh, yeah yeah there's still a few or, around. like they press it where yeah. they
2: pr- yeah, Jack White has one. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. He does, and there's just still a few around. I think there's one in town here that an engineer. Oh, really? Yeah, this this guy has. I, they make seventy-eight. you know.
0: I'm still fascinated by, like, how we as human beings, there are people that can come up with, oh, yeah, okay, so you take a, a really fine diamond, and you stick it on these uh-huh. grooves, and then uh-huh. you'll be able to hear music. Uh-huh. It's like, who the hell invents shit all like right, that? Right, right, <laughs> like, right, Like, who's like, all right, we're going to make these really intricate grooves in vinyl, and we'll mm-hmm. be able to listen to music?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same
0: way with how we have electricity. Like, the world ends. Like, I don't know how to do anything uh, progressive like that.
2: Right, right, right. Well, they both create a lot of light. That's for sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so does wine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you can probably say a lot of those people were influenced by late nights, staying up, uh, drinking some wine. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
2: That
0: there was a right. guy. He's like, you know what? He's got a, the glass in his hand. We need a way to get people to listen to these concerts and not just have to go to them.
2: Right.
1: Right. Right. I'm sure I'm sure in Edison's Day they had all those concerts going.
2: <laughs> you
0: asshole. Of course they did.
2: Uh. <laughs> oh, all the love. I yeah. love
0: it. <laughs> oh me, me me and
1: Chad actually hate each other. <laughs> I just try not to learn much about Mike as much as possible. That way, I don't care.
0: <laughs> ah. well, that way I can't let you down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, loving it. Uh, I love just it. kidding. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so um, is there any wine like n- like that you've tried recently that you think like is worth like a shot, worth a glass, worth a exploration?
2: Well, um, you know the 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 Carmenere grape, uh, I, I think is a really Cool grape. It's uh, Chilean in lineage, um, and I think that that it's it's a it's a red it's a red wine. Um, really, it's, it's very different um, as far as uh, the flavor profile. Um, a lot of Carmenere's uh, that I really like are blended, uh, kind of like a Bordeaux blend. With Carmenere is the is right. the, the main grape. So you'll have uh, Carmenere. Cab Franc, uh Merlot, and Petit uh, Verdo. Um and there's there's one in particular that I really like called Senya S E N A, um, and this guy Eduardo Chadwick now makes it. Um, it used to be a partnership between uh, Eduardo Chadwick and Robert Mondavi, um, and some of the old ones, if you can get the old ones that were part of the partnership, those are amazing, um, and some of the new ones are pretty good as well.
0: And mm-hmm. I, so on the inverse of this. What good music have you listened to lately?
2: Uh, oh, oh, and on the wine, there's another one called Leadbetter that I really like. As well. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I've
0: heard good things. Yeah, yeah, I haven't tried it, but I've heard good. In, things.
2: It, it's Syrah, and it, it actually, if you put, if you open a bottle of, of Leadbetter and put on. A Reverend Tall Tree. You album. immediately orgasm, right? It's you know, it's like a seven hour orgasm. Yeah. Great,
0: okay, that's what I thought. Yeah.
2: I hear it's they just, only it make. Just like just goes on and on and on. I hear on. they only make like 300, 400 cases of that a year, so it's you got well, to your hold, hands on it. Yeah, hold up, where's you getting yeah, your information yeah, yeah, from? Yeah, you do, and especially you know, that, there's a, there's a vinyl version of of the Reverend Tall Tree album. <laughs> oh yeah. God, this is everything
0: we've talked about. Right. It's culminating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, um. oh, I actually okay. Uh, uh, let's do, uh, let's, do a, let's do a quick little pop quiz for you here, okay. Reverend. All right, let's say this. All right, I'm. Um, Sitting down to have macaroni and cheese with a nice salad, and I'm listening to uh, uh, let's let's say I'm listening to Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Uh-huh. Uh, what 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 should I what
2: wine should I drink with this meal and music? <laughs> well. Uh, this is it the ha- test for our restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Is it is it out of the box mac and cheese or is it a gourmet? mac Well,
1: it's and out cheese? of the box, but it's not it's not craft. Like I, it's like that. Uh, but Miss Molly or whatever the little I, more fancier shells I'd, and cheese. Or
2: I'd go with a Merlot. Merlot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, Keep that's, it basic. We'll try that tonight. Keep but. it basic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, well, the way we like to wrap up our show. Is we do this thing called the suggest this, and mm-hmm. we like to suggest to our listeners something about something for life, a th- school of thought, a life hack, some music, a movie, mm-hmm. a- anything that's going on uh, that you may have seen or uh, could recommend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went first last time. Chad, do you want to go first?
1: <laughs> sure, I can go first this time. Um... Since we're talking about music and everything, and like kind of, there's a little bit of an element of disconnect. I think that I would like to suggest that everybody, and because I've kind of been doing this recently, is like uh, I made like a, a playlist basically that Ooh. I, I t- titled "Music to Listen to," to listen to as you're staring out at vast open spaces. Oh. And uh, what, what my father, uh, he does this thing called the Fourteeners, which are these mountains that are fourteen thousand feet high, and you hike up them. There's a whole bunch of them in Colorado. And so, like, um, uh, recently I hiked up with one of them, and I listened to that playlist when you're at the top. And, like, it's just something about, like, listening to music and just being out where, just, you know, in a vast open space. Like, go out out into the the wilderness or something. We live near – if you live near a national park, that would would be a great place. Like, if you've never been to a national park, go to the national park and, like, make a playlist of just music you like and just go on a hike and listen to music and try to, like, just Mm. be – I
0: definitely mm-hmm. do that. Like I have like long-winded titles for playlists yeah. for specific mm-hmm. moments. <laughs> yeah. Like I I have one that's like punch the world in the face and it's when I'm working the bag and it's like it's <laughs> okay. like angry rap music mixed with like like in utero nirvana like scentless apprentice, right. uh like uh-huh. stuff like that uh-huh. and it's just like anytime you're thinking of like slowing down it's like nope i'm angry right, <laughs> um, right. but okay my suggest this is uh all right so you drink coffee as i'm sure most people uh do if you don't drink coffee this is if you put caffeine in your body this is going to help so there's this article that the Nerdist uh, had put out and had this nice, like, it's a YouTube video. And basically, there are three times of day where you should not drink coffee, and if you do, it's really actually going to hinder you. Mm. And I don't want to, like, get the... I'll put the link in the show notes to this awesome video. It's, like, literally, like, two minutes long. But it basically gets to the point of your body's circadian rhythm, your internal clock knows like when morning is versus when mm. and all this stuff. No matter what time you wake up and where the sun is, you're able to, it, it knows. So it, it, within the first hour of waking up, you shouldn't drink coffee. And especially if that's between 8 and 9 a.m., I think it's also between 12 and 1. Mm. And I think it's also between 5 and 6. And mm. I think it's mainly because your body naturally is like, We have to generate the hormone or the stuff to, let's just call it the stuff, to make you move and go throughout the day and have energy. And if you put caffeine in your body, your body goes, oh, I guess we have it. We don't need to make it. And so that leads to when you have to, when people need more coffee is because you, uh, (laughs) when you drink more coffee, it's because your body is still like, oh, I really don't need to make any product any stuff to make you productive right so those are like the peak times when it comes in Mm -hmm. that's something to think about yeah so reverend what if you have to suggest anything it could be anything at all uh it doesn't have to be related to wine or music it could be anything what would you suggest
2: well i i I suggest that uh um i think I, i i just suggest people to dig in uh you know everything i i talk about. has to do with music, I think, and, and, and that kind of thing. That's fair. You're a music guy. I'm a music yeah. guy, and I, that's what I do. Um, but I, I, I suggest people to really, uh, to get into, to maybe maybe find a, a record player. There's just cheap ones out there. There's portable ones out there. Um, and make it an exercise to listen to an album a week. And then if you want to take it a step further, and to really sit and listen to it, you know. Don't have your laptop next to you, and... and Turn your phone over and just listen to the record. Um, I think it's, it's a lot of therapy, uh, therapeutic um, um, benefits that, that can come from that. And if you want to take it one step further and you're of age and you, you like wine, you know, sure. Uh, or even uh, as I, I, you know, even if, you know, I, anyway, as a winemaker, I, I have to say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Saying like, like have a trans- uh,
1: transformational experience, sorry, right, right. that, like with wine and music. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And you then know, maybe
2: jot it down. And, and if you have a little journal, you know, pass it on. Pass on your knowledge or, or your, your, you know, what you found to go, go well together to so, other people.
0: Something you point out that we didn't touch on that I think is really important is, listening to a full album yeah. especially in this day and age where like you can pick and choose what songs you're going to buy off of a, right. when, you, when you listen to something right. i remember like going they were like hearing one song on a radio and being like i really like this song i mm. want to listen to it right. i want to burn it on cd's yeah. but i had to go out and buy the That's whole right. uh the whole thing first and so you put that in the car and obviously like they'll put the hit like the one hit as like the first or second or third song mm. but then it gets you into more yeah, stuff. I mean, you discover like, you, the gateway, deep cuts, yeah, the deep
2: cuts, you know, and yeah. those end up being the best. Yeah, always, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, uh, do you have anything going on in your life that you need to plug, uh, that you want to plug, let the audience know about?
2: Yeah, I mean, with with Reverend Talltree, which is ReverendTalltree dot com. We, we're doing shows all over. We're doing festivals. Um, the album's out on iTunes and. What's it all called your, again? reverend tall tree and the album is a self-titled album oh okay yeah Yeah. that's what i was yeah 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 and uh and we're playing playing all around the albums available on all the regular online retailers it's also available on vinyl um you can order it and uh so i'm doing that and i'm also uh doing some solo albums uh under under my my given name chris pierce i literally
0: um, didn't know that was your name until just now yeah
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah, I have five albums out uh, under under my name, my mm-hmm. other name, um, and uh, yeah, and so I'm I'm working on a kind of a, a compilation album and and a uh, bunch of new music and you know my thing is just staying inspired and and you know my short time that I have here I, I just want to keep doing what I love and surrounding my things with myself with the things I love and that's what I that's what I do so you can always find stuff at com or ChrisPierce.com um different projects i'm working on and that kind of thing gotcha chad do you have anything to
1: plug uh there's this great wine uh called leadbetter
2: oh man i heard of that
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think you can get at leadbetter.com
2: leadbetterwines.com that's what it was oh i I don't know is that
0: wines with an s
1: or a z like i I, it's been said wines to me but i think it's an s right
2: yeah i think it's an s yeah okay yeah
1: uh, no, I, yeah, I, nothing other than that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chad Fogland, if you want to listen to me muse off about this or that. <laughs> um, same for me, except I'm at M. Solari on Twitter. Um,
0: another th- i the thing I'll plug is we have a Facebook page for this on that. What? And I think if you like this show, you should go there and you'll see photos and you'll see some musings and you'll see. Funny pictures and more stuff uh, where you can find out more about this podcast. And Reverend, are you on Twitter? The social media, the yeah. internet.
2: Yeah, Rev Talltree on Twitter and Reverend Talltree on the rest. Nice.
0: Yeah. All right, um, everybody, have a great day. Yeah. Drink yeah. a wine.
2: Yeah. Take care.